The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Appleton. It's Sin Shoo Chew. It's a mouthful. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. It's been a few weeks since we've been able to join you, so we are definitely happy to be back. Uh, my name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over at So Called Fantasy Experts. Uh, my co-host AJ Applegarth running a little late. I think he's having some technical difficulties, um, so we'll just start start up without him here um i want to start off by saying happy fourth of july to everybody i know it's july 5th but i'm just gonna go ahead and say it anyway i had a good time this this past weekend week whatever you want to call it it felt like a weird you know i do have a normal office job so it it felt like a weird because i didn't have off on monday but like it just felt like monday was kind of a a wasted day at the office. There was like nobody there. Uh, but you know, it just felt like it was part of the weekend and I just happened to spend it in the office. So that's kind of why I say I had a good weekend, uh, drove up to Connecticut for a, a wedding. That was a good time. I got to do some fireworks Sunday night with the kids, a early little fireworks celebration. And then had a little cookout with a friend, um, yesterday, so definitely a good time, um, and you know, hope you all enjoyed your celebration as well. Um, today's show, we are going to focus on the results of some mock drafts, two fantasy six pack mock drafts, and then I am also in a Scott Fishbowl mock draft currently right now and those leagues start up next monday so i figured i'd try and get in at least one of those and and luckily i did and it's it's chugging along pretty good so i think we'll finish beforehand um but you know we're gonna look at at the two fantasy six-pack mock drafts one's a standard one's a ppr they're about they were done about a month apart from each other uh and then the scott fishbowl league because the format of that league is just really different um and so it's interesting to look at these different types of leagues and the different time of year that they're done and and see what the results are and and so you know we'll we'll start here we'll we'll start off with the the two fantasy six-pack drafts now we evaluated the PPR one a few weeks ago. So I'm not going to go into too much detail. You can go back and listen to that one. But when I look at the comparison and of of the two drafts, you know, it's, you would think that there would be at least like a, a, a big difference right away. You know, you would think standard and PPR, you'd get a bunch of different picks in, in the first round. And, Honestly, it it really wasn't. It was uh, 
it's it's fairly it's fairly similar um the the picks that were made in in the in the first round and there is AJ what's going on man hey how are you good good Let's see how long this lasts i'm on my phone i'm trying to log in the other way so we'll, oh, okay uh, we'll see <laughs> all right um uh, well, I, so I was just getting rolling here on the two fantasy six-pack drafts. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, so, you know, I was starting out with, like, the first round. And, look, I mean, it is pretty clear at this point. The first six picks are pretty much locked in. The order might be a little different, but no matter PPR or standard, you're getting David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham. And you're typically getting the three running backs first. Uh, There's pretty much no doubt about that. And, you know, that happened in in both of our, in in both of our, in our drafts. And it actually, and I I wasn't going to go into my my Scott Fishbowl mock, but uh, those first three were the first three in, in that one as well. So it didn't matter about the format. Those three are just going first. And then the three wide receivers are typically going next. Um, after that, you know, you're, you're getting a mix of Mike Evans, A.J. Green, um, you know, Melvin Gordon's thrown in, um, Jordan Howard, J.H.I.E. You know, th- those types of guys are, are the ones that are thrown in next. And it, I mean, it, I don't know. It, it's interesting. I, I was looking at, so I'm looking at the, which one am I, I, I didn't name them very well on our mocks, but um, I'm <laughs> looking six at pack I'm, mock, fantasy six pack mock. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at the, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at the PPR draft and it one, two, three, four, five, six running backs were taken in, in the PPR. And in the standard, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven running backs were taken. So only one more running back was taken in the first round. Um, what I think is interesting is is um, the the very first name that pops out to me in the first round of our standard league was LaShawn McCoy jumped in to the first round. And uh, I'm not really sure how I feel about that. I mean, like, he was awesome last year. I owned him. But there's always that injury risk with him. He always tweaks a hamstring, tweaks an ankle, misses a game or two. And he just crushes you. It's like I don't know if I can go in on him in the first round. What do you think? We may have lost AJ. Yeah, we did lose hey. you. What's up? Yeah, who who are you talking about? I'm sorry. So I was talking about Lashawn McCoy uh-huh. and uh how he was the the name that jumped into the first round that wasn't there in the original draft. In, in the PPR draft. And, you know, he's just, he just always has that little nagging injury that you're always worried about. Yeah. Like 
if you own LaShawn McCoy, you must have his handcuffs. Like, it is a no-brainer. Because if you – like, he just – he'll crush you with injuries. I owned him last year, and, you know, the same crap happened to me, like, constantly. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with him bumping up into the first round, but I, I do agree that there is some risk with taking him. I, I feel like there might be, you know, some more comfortable picks that typically may be early second rounders, like a Devonta Freeman maybe, um, that I would possibly look at instead of of Shady. Um, you would mentioned Melvin Gordon. I feel like he's probably going before him anyways. Um, he is so far, yes. So, yeah. I, I mean, it, I like his production when he's on the field. And, you know, last year, Buffalo, all they did was run the ball. Um, so Probably do much of the same this year. Yeah. I, I you know, I know they lost uh, a couple, you know, coaches and everything, but I don't see them changing their game plan. I don't know why you would want to. Um it seemed to work pretty well. So I think that, uh, you know, it's definitely worth going after him if you can absorb that risk and if you can look at getting one of those handcuffs later on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the more I've been thinking about it, I've got McCoy ranked a little low right now. I think I will probably put him in the – in the first round conversation, um, the one I the the running back that took the biggest jump between our standard and PPR, um, we did the standard draft. We're finishing the standard draft now. Actually, it's it's the kickers and defenses basically now. Um, the the one that is, made the biggest jump is Jay Ajayi. He went from the end of the second round to the end of the first round. And look, I mean, I've said it before. I'm just not buying into the JHI stuff. It just, look, he had what three gigantic games. And other than that, he was really mediocre. Um, Yeah. I I mean, two of them were against the same team. So yeah, I mean, I I got to look at that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll be he'll be solid. He's gonna be a good a good player to have. I just I'm just worried about him not being consistent enough. And can I, you rely on two you know a bunch of 200 yard games? Like, no, you really can't. You know, I'm I'm taking a Freeman over him. I'm taking a Jordan Howard over him. Uh, so that's going to bump him out of the first round in, in my book. Um, so I, I just – I will not be taking him in the first round. He will be a – him going in the late second – you know, the middle of the late second round is probably where he belongs to me, to, no matter what the league format is. Yeah, I I mean, I guess he's definitely a second Not going to go up. I'll let somebody else really wants him have him. Um, you know, I just don't – I'm not that big on him. I mean, yeah, he's had two, three really awesome games, but like you said, the rest are pretty mediocre. So, for, yeah. for, for me to put a second rounder on on mediocre is not happening. So No, no, definitely not. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to trying to eye some other interesting picks here too. Um, the one, the one interesting, the the one thing that I I pointed this out during our draft was just the fact that, and maybe it's just our fantasy six pack stuff, but to me, like, dude, tight ends are flying off the board. Um, how many tight ends were taken? Uh, let's see here. By the fifth round, we had four. After six, we had five taken. So not, I mean, not crazy, but I mean, Gronk went in the second. I mean, it's just, I don't know. They started really flying off the board, but they did not fly off the board quite as fast as quarterbacks did in this one. Like, yeah. what happened? Like, what happened? We all freaked out on quarterbacks. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine quarterbacks were taken by the end of round six. I wasn't surprised at that, and that's I was. I mean, because of the of it not being PPR, your quarterbacks are really going to be your bread and butter scoring machines. Yes, obviously you want to still have depth at the skill positions, but. I think it really is worth a higher draft pick, not necessarily, you know, I think I took Breeze in maybe the fourth or fifth round. I can't remember. I think fourth. You Um, did. And I was kind of, I mean, my team's kind of struggling running back-wise, but I like my receiving core, and I do like my running backs. I think there's some high upside guys, but they're also risky guys. So, I mean, that was kind of how I played it since it wasn't PPR. I'm looking at, okay, well, I need a solid, solid quarterback. And, yes, I could have waited a couple more rounds and probably gotten still a good quarterback. But, I mean, I I, I would go for, like, a top five guy easily. And I, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't know if it matters enough. I mean, look, the – all the you know, all the running backs and all the receivers are still gonna have that same weight attached to them as far as you know, the the difference between them and so and and quarterbacks the same thing. I mean, like it happens every single year. You get quarterbacks late in drafts who just crush it. I mean, Mariota was awesome last year until he got hurt and then he wasn't quite the same. Matt Ryan was basically undrafted in every single league I played in, and he was the number two quarterback, or did he finish number one in fantasy for quarterbacks? Um, I mean, it just look how high like Russell Wilson was drafted last year, and he was garbage. You know, um, it just it happens all the time. So I just I have a tough time taking a quarterback that the difference between his score and the number 12 quarterback or even number 20 quarterback is like nothing. Um, so I, and, and, and every week you seem to get a quarterback who can score 30 points. I mean, you got Tyrod Taylor with an, with an ADP of 20 right now on fantasy pros for quarterbacks. 
And he easily can go out there and score 30 points every week. He's like the perfect streaming quarterback. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, I, I love the guys that can run and get the points there. Um, I, I still just – I feel like I need to, you know, justify the early round pick on it. So, you know, I feel like if it's not PPR, all you're relying on is – yardage with your receivers and if you have like a uh, an Antonio Brown who has a down game and is only getting you especially in standard scoring like if you're not doing partial points you know he could have a, a 36 yard game and walk away with three points you need a huge game out of your quarterback that week um, or I mean really out of the rest of your team but well, yeah, you need you need someone to pick up the slack at that point. I mean, he could have had six catches for thirty six yards, but you know now he's sitting at at three points as opposed to you know nine for full PPR. So it's just I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough to gauge. I I mean, overall, I didn't aside from the quarterback run, I didn't really feel like it was too different. Um. I kind no, of felt I mean, like I, maybe I think... maybe defenses went a little bit later. I mean, there was still a few earlier grabs for defense. Um, I did sit in this one until, I guess, round 14. Um, yeah, you did. I you took Seattle. Seattle on 14. Yeah, I took Seattle. I mean, and that's, <laughs> you see, that's pretty solid for, for them to be in say, the 14th round. It's funny you say defenses waited – because Tyler Getman took Denver in round 10. So that was two rounds earlier than a defense went in the other draft. But what happened in the other draft was that by the time round 13 was done, half the league had a defense. <laughs> it was like, what's like, why? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, so in this one, like a couple people grabbed them a little early and then it's basically been like round 14 and 15 so far. So um, I want to go back to the quarterbacks real quick though. And point out the fact that because remember how I said Matt Ryan was quite possibly the biggest steal in the draft in the PPR league. He went in round nine. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Where did he um, go they, in this one? They were they were listening round five. Yeah. Now I think round five's a tad early for him, but like I said, I think quarterbacks went too early in this in this one. Um, look, you can the 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 top four. I get it. I might, if they would have if they would have fallen a round later than they did, I'll snag them. If Rodgers falls to round four, I take him. If Luck and Brady and Breeze fall to round five, I take them because the value there at that point is there. But I'm not taking yeah. them around three and four. I'm taking them around four and five. Um, Rodgers is the only one I take in four. The other three I take in five. Um, so, but because of that little early run that you, Richard, Michael, and Kevin had on the top four, people freaked, it seemed like, and took Ryan Winston. Look, I don't know what to say about Winston. We'll get into the Winston ar- argument, I'm sure, uh, in a couple weeks when we do the quarterback preview. But my preview is up. You can get a good taste is what I'm going to say about him. If you want to go read it, it's on the site, fantasysixpack.net. Um, 
Russell Wilson going around six two. I I don't know if I can pull the trigger on that. This all seemed really early. Um, I was happy to wait for like a Cam Newton to fall around in in round eight. You know. Yeah, I thought that was a nice get for Cam for Newton was getting awesome two years ago. I don't think he's ever gonna be what he was two years ago. I think that was a the total. Yeah, it was kind of an anomaly season, season, but but look, he's not gonna be as bad as last year. I, I just don't believe it. No. I just don't think he's that bad. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think the quarterbacks are interesting. But yeah, you're right. I mean, overall, the running backs and the receivers kind of tend to be, you know, going around the same order. I think every once in a while you'll see, um, you know, like more of a, a pass catcher type back. You know, you you do see those pass catchers more get a boost in PPR than like the more like heavy duty runners get a boost in standard. If that makes any sense. Well, yeah. You know, like and, Danny and, and, and not going early in this type of a well, draft, and, and I don't feel like. Although, you know, one, I guess one example to go against that actually is the fact that I took Isaiah Crowell in the early third round in the standard. Yeah but he went in the early fourth round in the PPR, which sort of makes sense because he's not a pass catcher. Um, You know, you got guys like Tevin Coleman who in PPR went in the sixth round and where did he go? Actually, that's really, that's actually really interesting. In, in standard, he went in early fifth round. I would have thought that would have been the opposite, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might have just been looking at who was picking. Yeah, I mean, so we did have a different. Left. Yeah, we did have a different drafting order this time too. So you know, yeah. people are swapping things around depending on who they like. Uh, I, I did notice that that Michael took Todd Gurley at the end of the first round in in both. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, he is a big Todd Gurley fan, so we know who he's going to go get in the first round. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty spot on. I haven't seen any like, whoa, like this guy fell really far type of picks. Um, uh, the the one that's going to be interesting in a couple of weeks, I think, once rumors start flying around, is to see. Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so there's there's more and more momentum gaining on a possible suspension for him due to the domestic violence uh, investigation. So it'll be interesting to see. Like you know, right now you know we've we've been doing these mock drafts in June and early July. So we're what two months out from the season still. So you know, yeah, at least. There's nothing out there about it. You don't know. You're just taking guys where you think they should be taken. If this really starts gaining momentum, I wonder where he would fall. And and you know, seeing how well Le'Veon Bell played and how much of a difference maker he was once he returned last year, and same thing with Tom Brady after four games, three and four games. How far do you think Zeke would fall 
in a in a draft if say he got a three game suspension? Uh I think he'd still potentially be a late first round, early second round pick. I do too. Um I would I mean, probably if I had happened to know. And he was still a first rounder last year. He was more of a second round pick last year. But yeah. Um I think if he were to fall to me at the end of the first round, I would just take him and then I would just turn around and eight rounds later just pick up um uh completely blanking on Alfred Morris. So you're still there or McFadden or McFadden. That's who I'm talking about. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, I would pick up McFadden. So, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's an interesting one to me, you know? Yeah. So, so moving on here to the Scott Fishbowl league. So, I'm once again in Scott Fishbowl. Uh, I did pretty poor last year. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I, I, I botched the quarterback, the, the super flex. So it's the first time I've ever been in a super flex league. I really underestimated the early run on quarterbacks. <laughs> I got Rogers in like the third round or something crazy. Maybe the start, like maybe in the second, I don't, remember where I got all these guys but um, it, yeah it, it crushed me I ended up having Rogers and Osweiler and Wentz and Wentz was like a round I forget like it was super late and uh I just happened to, to – I was just like, you know what? I need to take a risk on somebody. I just took a quarterback. Um, I got him in around 18. So, <laughs> it just was like, I need to take a chance because my only other quarterback is Osweiler. And I know he's going to suck. So, I didn't even think Wentz was going to start at that point. I just happened to make the pick. And he got the starting job. And he was, he was off and on good, but he overall wasn't very good as we all know by now, but, you know, so, so this year, this year though, the rules have changed pretty drastically and AJ, I know you're not, you're not really up to speed with, with the format of this league, but it's the same starting lineup. So it's, it's one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, and then four flex. With one of them, you can put a quarterback in. So it essentially makes it a two-quarterback league. Um, And that's the same as it was last year. What's different this year is the scoring. So last year, it was was basically uh, a PPR league. And trying to actually find the, the rules specifically so I can do a little difference here, but... So so passing touchdowns were four. This year they are six. Okay. Um, rushing touchdowns and receiving touchdowns were six last year. This year they are five. Last year there was a 
it it was half a point it was a half PPR and then there was a quarter point per rush. So that was like the boost to the running back. Um and then tight ends I feel like tight ends got a full point. Tight ends got a full point for reception. But that's really the like those were the and only regular ones. receivers were half point. Why? I mean, why would you not? Sorry, you're breaking up, man. What? I why why would they drop the touchdown from six points to five points for everybody else? That that's really so this, weird to me. So this guy, he Scott Fish, he did a lot of analysis, and what he really tried to do is he tried to balance the scoring out big time um, so that, you know, certain positions didn't get a gigantic boost. Um, I think what you're going to end up seeing and what you're going to see by the results of the mock that I'm in right now is quarterbacks are like the the position to have this year. Um, yeah. So, because of, I mean, A, it's six points per touchdown for them. And so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because now, you know, guys like Russell Wilson and Cam Newton and Tyrod actually lose a little bit because their rushing touchdowns are only worth five and not six. But And they don't get the rushing attempts like they did last year. So, like, dude, Cam Newton last year was, like, the second pick off the board in almost every league. I mean, he was, like, off the charts. Yeah. Because you got his rushing attempts. You thought you were going to get his rushing touchdowns. And, like, obviously he flopped big time. Um, but, you know, I think guys this year that are going to just Brady, Luck, Breeze, obviously Rodgers, they're going to go in the first round, first two rounds easy in every league. Um, you're going to see a ton of quarterbacks going off the board. Um, trying to think if there's any other weird rules. Um, oh, so to <laughs> here, here's what the difference is. The the big difference, and I've never ever played with this rule anywhere. I never heard of it until this off season, but I kind of like it. So instead of PPR, where you get guys like Julian Edelman who catch a screen pass for a half a yard and they get a point. Um, and a lot of people despise that. You know, you, you get the Julian Edelman game where he catches six for, you know, or 15 catches for 79 yards, and he's the top receiver that week, right? Yeah. Um, so to counter that, what he did was put one point on first downs. So if you catch a ball and it's for a first down – you get a point. If you rush for a first down, you get a point. Okay. If And tight ends get an extra point and a half. So they're two and a half points for a first down. Jesus. Tight ends. So that was, that was, well, that was how he tried to balance it. Um, and that's interesting to me. So like no more little screen passes for two yards are going to be worth anything. So those guys are falling in the draft. So you're you not even, all of them. You're not even getting like the half point PPR. Nothing for those guys. 
Nothing. You just don't get you don't get anything unless it's a first down. Nothing. Well, you get the yards. <laughs> well, you, you get, get the I'm, point two yard, point two points per yard. Um, nope, nothing for the catch. Only if it's a first down. Um, okay. So so it's interesting, and and so I, I'm I'm in this mock right now, and you know, like I said, Bell, David Johnson, Elliott, Brown. Those were the first four. And then it gets interesting real quick. Real quick. Pick five, Rashawn McCoy. Pick six, Melvin Gordon. Pick seven, Jordan Howard. Then our first quarterback is taken off the board. And I'm actually surprised he lasted this long. Aaron Rodgers went. But then it's Devonta Freeman, Odell Beckham, Jay Ajayi. The first 11 picks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight running backs. Running backs are super valuable in this league. And the reason why, they get so many first downs. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I had the 12th pick. And I haven't done a ton of analysis on this, crunching numbers and things like that. But... I knew I wanted a – I thought I wanted a running back, but I was like, good Lord. Just think about it for a minute. The receivers that I mentioned, who's left for me at round at, at the 12th pick? I mentioned Brown, Beckham. The only The only two receivers I mentioned that were picked were Brown and Beckham. So who's just staring me at the face around, at the 12th pick? Julio Jones. Right? Like, I can't pass that up, can I? <laughs> it just seems insane. You personally cannot, no. I know for a fact that that would never happen. Um, that, Julio that Jones is pretty... aggravates the hell out of me because he's always nagging injury. But, yeah, dude, he's so good. Point, you can't tell me you think Jay Ajayi is going to outscore Julio Jones in this format. I don't care. No. No. Can't tell me I, I don't, that. I don't care what format it is, unless you think Jordan Howard, don't get and Melvin Gordon are going to outscore Julio Jones in this format. I mean, uh, Melvin will be closer. I don't think he's scoring. No, look, he, I mean, the guy didn't. The guy didn't score a touchdown the first whole season. Yeah, then he had a bunch last year. Like, honestly, that's coming down. The, but, yeah, so, anyway, Julio Jones was sitting there for me. Turned around and got Tom Brady. I figured I'd go get my quarterback, go get a top quarterback. I'll reach – I'll get another one a couple rounds later. You know, but, again, man, it was all running backs. All running backs. Um, well, and the other good thing about that, like, yeah, the running backs are going to get first downs and whatnot, but if you think about it, a lot of times if it's third and short, some of these guys aren't even on the field. Like they're not three down backs. So hardly any of these guys get, are. Yeah, they're not gonna get these opportunities. And if you look at the, the yards per catch average for Julio or, or AJ Green or um you know, even Mike Evans, it's well above ten yards. So they're not these little dink and dunk guys. I mean, it, it, 
do they get short slant routes? Yeah, of course. But, you know, that could be them on the third and four, and they short slant for six yards and get a first down. So right there, so, they're better. They're already better than that guy. So I'm not going to tell you what pick they were, but one, two, three, four, five, six more quarterbacks, well, six quarterbacks, including my pick, went in the second round. Brady, Luck, Breeze, Wilson, Winston, Mariota. Okay? Um, There was also also two tight ends that went in the second round, Gronk and Kelsey. Yeah. Um, There weren't there was still one, two, three more running backs taken, Murray, Crowell, and Gurley. So there was, what, one receiver taken in the entire second round. I think you could take a wild guess to who it was. Yeah, I'll um, go with A.J. Green. Uh, actually, it's not. It was Mike Evans. Um, uh, okay. Uh, that was my but, next guess. I was going to say Green <laughs> or Evans. But he, that's... Where do you think in the second the round Mike Evans well, yes, but where do you think um, Mike Evans went? How many total picks? Twelve? Twelve. Eight. The eleventh pick in the second round, Mike Evans. That's how different this league is. And I'm looking at it going like, dude, like you can sit on receivers forever. I got Brandon Cooks in the fifth round, the end of the fifth round. <sighs> Brandon Cooks is like a third-round pick in most leagues right now, if not a second-round pick in a lot of leagues. It's crazy how far the receivers fell in this mock. And I see, I don't know. So I know I looked at a bunch of average draft position stuff that people do for these for these leagues. Like four for four does it. Uh, I forget who else. The Rotoviz does an ADP. A bunch of other sites, you know, a bunch of a bunch of sites do it. But there's not a lot of data out there. You know, there's very few Scott Fishbowl mocks that happen. So there's not a lot of data. Um, so I went into it last year kind of blind. I didn't know what to do. And I knew the quarterbacks were important. I really underestimated how important they were. And clearly they're more important this year because this run didn't happen last year. Um, but, you know, I, I started looking at ADP last year and I was like, oh, I can wait on this, wait on that. But all of these leagues are so different. So, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go into a draft next, starting next week and expect somebody like Cook to fall. Like, do I just jump on board the running back train and the quarterback train early and just do it and just not get burned? Because I'll tell you, I waited until my fifth or sixth pick. I waited for my sixth pick. I have a turn, obviously, so whatever. And got my second quarterback. At that point, I had, there was already, um, so what did I say? There was, so that's 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. The 19th quarterback. I got the 19th quarterback. (laughs) So I got Tom Brady and my good old friend, Carson Wentz again. And is this two quarterback league, or he's your backup? Oh, it's it's a super flex league, so yes, he's essentially. Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. So I'm like, I'm sitting here looking at it, going, "Crap!" Like, <laughs> it happened so fast. 
Like, just all the quarterbacks get wiped off the board between rounds two and four and even five. Like, two, four, and five, they're all gone. So, yeah, I mean, I would I mean, say... I would have... I would have loved to have gotten like a a Pyrod or even a Philip Rivers who went in the fifth round, but they went early fifth round. Um, yeah. But instead, like I got knocked down to that other tier, and I felt like I just had to grab one because, I mean, the guys that didn't grab one there got stuck with guys like Sam Bradford. Who had so a good season like, last season? Yeah. I think Wentz is going to be better this Dude, year, especially with Alshon. But um, it's oh, yeah. it's still kind of like, it, you know, and look, I'm glad I did this mock because I'm really learning a lot from it. But it is interesting to see the the just the massive difference, you know. And and I, I don't even know how many, how many running backs are off the board compared to receivers, but it is – we're only through round 10 – um, well, no, you know what? At this point, people are starting to load up on the receivers because the running back well has kind of dried up. Um, so there are now more wide receivers taken off the board, but I'll tell you, through the first, like, five rounds, six rounds, it was nothing but running backs, tight ends, and quarterbacks, it seemed like. And so maybe, you know, maybe my other strategy of, of taking some of these good receivers is is gonna would would pay off. I mean, my running backs aren't good. I have McCaffrey, Lamar Miller, Spencer Ware, and Adrian Peterson. <laughs> That's not the prettiest running back core in a league like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you really, I I think you kind of have to wait on the, re- the receivers. Um. I mean, I mean, I'm fine with McCaffrey and Miller. I just, um, you know, then again, I well, you know I waited another four rounds before my next running back, and I got stuck with Spencer Ware. And, you know, it was between, like, him and Ingram. And I was like, well, whatever. So then I grabbed the second, you know, the next best thing in New Orleans, maybe, and got Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Uh, it's just a it's such a crapshoot. Like, I don't know what to think. Yeah, I mean. I feel like if, and we've talked about it numerous times, that you, you kind of have to see how the drafts unfold and follow suit, you know, for the most part. I mean, you can, for the guys that, that aren't sitting there, because, yeah, in your mind, it's just not right that Julio Jones is sitting there at the 12th spot or, um, you know, um, um, Mike Evans is sitting there in the second round. You don't see that. Um, and that's what happened like to I me said, last year. So me, um, so I, I was actually having uh, Keenan, you know, I, I would bounce ideas off of Keenan. And uh, like we would just be sitting there looking at the draft list and we were like, um, dude, like, you can't pass up on this value. And that's why I ended up with Wentz last year in Osweiler. Cause it was like, dude, the value seems too good. We found out pretty quickly why the value was that good on that player, because you had to go in a different direction to be successful. Um, 
But, you know, my re- my receivers are good, man. I've got Julio. I've got Cooks. I've got Deshaun Jackson. I could do Deshaun Jackson in the 10th round. I'm like, that's all yeah, the guy does is catch passes for first downs. So, like, he doesn't catch little, like, three-yard passes. He catches little 20-yard passes and 30-yard passes or more. So, yeah. if he's going to catch a pass, it's going to be for a first down. So, I figured that was a pretty good pick. I, you know, I kind of was bouncing between him and Garcon. I was like, uh, I'll take Deshaun, oh. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not. You're not really changing much there. I mean, they're both solid options. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, I'm not against going for a guy, especially if you're – I mean, I feel like this is the type of um, draft that you really want to be closer to one of the first, like, five picks because – then you can get in on on the runs a little bit better. And yeah, so I I will have the twelfth pick. That's why I asked will to be have. the twelfth pick in the mock. Okay. Uh, so okay. I, I will have the turn, which is I kind of like. Uh, I forget what did I have last year. I feel like I had an end. Yeah, I mean the turn's not bad, but you just have you really have to game plan for for your first two picks. I yes. mean, I, I would almost I go running, running year, back. Which I don't like. Running back quarterback. Yeah. And so then, I had the ninth pick last year, and I didn't like it. And okay. I did get Rodgers in the second round. I got Rodgers at 204, 2.4. But Wilson and Cam went ahead of him. So, like... I mean, that's not going to happen this year. But, no. I mean, like, you know, I was picking yeah, guys. But one like, of those two guys could fall now back to you. Yeah. Um, See, it's crazy. Like, I had Freeman and McCoy in my third and fourth picks last year to where that's one of those picks I should have taken a quarterback, and that's what ultimately killed me last year. Yeah. But those two guys in the third and fourth round, that was, like, crazy value. I was like, I can't pass that up. And then again, like Golden Tate in the fifth. I loved Golden Tate last year. Um, you know, other other guys that burned off, burned out on me. You know, in a, in a even in a half PPR, Julian Elliman in the seventh round was like gold. Um, now I did lose Woodhead in the second round, in the second week of the season or whatever that was. Um, my yeah. tight end didn't work out. Ladarius Green, that clearly didn't work. But I remember when I took Ladarius Green with, in the ninth round last year. It was like a late, it was like a late tight end in ninth round, because obviously tight ends were getting a boost. So tight ends yeah. go farther. I've I took a t- I've already taken a tight end in this league. Um, I had to take a late one again. Who did I get? Oh, I got. I mean, I got Marty Bennett, but it was already the. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> it's already the thirteenth tight end. <laughs> I mean, that means somebody took two already before I took my first. Who was it? Uh, Dominate. He took Olsen and Hunter Henry. I mean, people are just eating up that tight end position because you can flex them. Well, yeah, I mean, you get four crazy value out of them. I mean, there's four flexes, so it's almost like you have to do something eventually. 
you know, you're going to have to start it. Like, I'm going to have to reach for a tight end again uh, and just hope I get, a, you know, a luck of the draw at the end of the draft or something. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a different format. I, I think it's I think it's very interesting. Um, and so um, – uh, I will, you know, I'll keep you all updated when I when I'm done with with the draft or, or throughout the draft. You know, I'll be tweeting out my picks and stuff like that. So along with a lot of other people on Twitter. So uh, something to really keep an eye on. July 10th is just the excitement around the start of Scott Fishbowl Seven. If you want to, uh, a lot of when, a lot when of people. When is that draft? Are, so July 10th. So again, July there's 700 wow. right. and. How many people are in it this year? Last year it was oh, yeah, this, is the one you can have the this same. year it is seven hundred and twenty. So, you know, some deal where there's a bunch of twelve team leagues, we all compete, and then the best come out of each division to form like a like a basically a points league playoff in order to build up the last like I forget how the playoffs work exactly, but it, it does dwindle down, but it's more points-based than, like, head-to-head record. So I actually – because my points weren't bad last year. My record was awful, but my points weren't bad. I actually barely missed the cut to make the playoffs. It's like the top half make the playoffs. Um, but I was – I mean, I was killed by injuries and terrible quarterback play last year. Um, so hopefully this year I have a little bit better luck, but I will, I will keep you guys – I will keep you guys in the loop. Go ahead on Twitter and follow on starting Monday. If you're interested, hashtag, you know, save somewhere, hashtag SFB7, and you'll just see a slew of tweets go out all day long, all week long probably about this. And it's fun to watch. It's really exciting. And, you know, if if you're a fan listening, you can you can try and enter to be in it next year. It's not just analysts like me and, and AJ uh, and other people from other sites in it. It's it's mainly us, but it's also he does invite like maybe it's a quarter of the league, a quarter of the people in the leagues are just fans that en- try and enter to be in. And he has like satellite tournaments that you can win to try and get in uh, and like secure a spot. There's other ways to like guarantee yourself a spot too so go to his site scottfishbowl.com and and you'll be able to like enter in to be in it next year it's pretty fun um you know just all the all the different names you could do like compete against too like even me like i'm looking around going man i'm in this crazy good league this year um i'm actually in the uh i'm in the elsa division it's 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 disney characters or the division name Last year it was actors and actresses. So I asked my four-year-old daughter which division I should be in. Naturally, she chose Elsa, so I had to request it. So she's all happy. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to think who who is in my – I've got Mike Clay from ESPN, Mike Blewett from the Fantasy Network and Roto Experts, Um Michael Comfort from Number Fire. Um, trying to think of some names that people know. <laughs> Funny is one of the guys from my Dynasty League 
uh, for baseball who I've been playing with for three years. Just randomly met him through there. He's in my division. And then I'm doing the mock draft with a guy named Tim Turner, who's a fan. He's in my division. So really, just really random there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to see the names that you get to go against and everybody talking about it. It really gets everybody talking. Um, anyway, I, I do want to finish up. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I, I want to talk a little baseball. And the all-star team was announced this past week. And um, I'll just rip through the starters here. So the American League, we got Justin Smoke of the Blue Jays. Second base, Jose Altuve of the Astros. Another Astro at shortstop, Carlos Correa. Uh, Third base was Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians. Catcher, we got Sal Perez. Outfield, Aaron Judge, who's a, a monster, I swear he's Frankenstein. Um, Mookie Betts, who is replacing Mike Trout. And then George Springer got the other outfield spot. Designated hitter for the American League is Corey Dickerson. Well-deserved there. Um, I'm not going to go through the pitchers. There's too many. Um, National League starters, Ryan Zimmerman. Second base, Daniel Murphy. Two Nats there. Shortstop, Zach Cozart. Well-deserved, I feel like. Third base, Nolan Arenado. Yeah, he's probably the guy that I would pick, too. Catcher, Buster Posey. Absolutely. Uh, No-brainer there. Outfield, Bryce Harper. Charlie Blackman. And outfielder, Marcel Ozuna. Um, so, and he's having a hell of a season, too. Um you know, I don't know if you've had a lot of time to to look at this list, but is is there anybody that you felt like was snubbed, or anybody that you know, if we were looking at this from like a fantasy standpoint, is there anybody that you would replace? I mean, the, the surprising pick to me is third base, Jose Ramirez. I mean, I guess he's having a good season and all, but I mean, is third base really that horrible in the American League that? He's your starting guy. I mean, again, no offense to him, but I just feel, I mean, I know Beltre has been injured for the majority of the year. Um, you know, Boston doesn't really have a third base. No, uh, no, they don't. I mean, and Manny's not playing well. Manny's batting well, and two sixteen, dude. Um, Jose Ramirez I mean, is having him a hell of a season, man. Todd Frazier, he's terrible. I mean, Moustakis isn't isn't good enough to to get I mean, in there. I, I think the average kind of hurts Moustakis. The power is there, but I mean, you're looking at a guy in Jose Ramirez, dude, who's who's batting three twenty four. He's got himself fifteen home runs. Uh, where is it? He's right. got a bunch I mean, of steals too. He, better he runs. He runs too. I'm trying to look at his stolen base totals. He's got a – he's only got nine. I thought he had more, but I think he usually runs more. But, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a great choice by the fans. And, and I'm surprised it actually won with, you know, usually it's – look, we know how this usually goes. It's a popularity contest. So you, you yeah. expect somebody like Beltre, who's just 
been around forever to win or our Manny who is obviously young and good. And he's just kind of having a down first half here. Um, you just expect those guys to get it, but I'm kudos to the fans on this one, man. I usually give them crap, but this one, this was a great pick. Um, you know, there's not a lot here that I would debate against. Honestly. Um, first bait, the, the First base with Justin Smoke actually surprised me that it was voted in as well, honestly. Uh, I, I thought for sure it would just be Miggy or something like that just because it's Miggy, and that's what happened. Um, so, but Justin Smoke, man, he's having a great, great first half. So I, I, I don't knock the pick at all. All the rest of them are the guys that I would basically pick as well. Uh, especially in the American League and the National League, I'm looking. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman, I mean, yeah, he slowed down, but he still had a good first half. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's doing well. You know, Murphy, um, yeah. Um, shortstop is probably the most interesting to me. Look, I, I get that Kozar's having a good season, but are, are we not putting Corey Seager in there? Yeah, that one kind of, you know, that didn't make sense to me. I mean, Cozart is having a great season to start, but I mean, I feel like for a while. I mean, yeah, I mean, he 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 did sit on the shelf for a couple of weeks, I think a couple of times actually. So um, he's still having a good season, regardless. But I mean, oh yeah, Seager's having a tough. I mean, batting three hundred himself with thirteen bombs. Um, what is Kozar's numbers? I, mean, I think that, you know, one of the things that they may have gotten wrong is not getting Rendon in there. I mean, I know we talked about him a lot when we were doing the previews um, as far as his value going down because he lost his second base eligibility. While I still think that's true, he's had an awesome year. I mean, I, I don't think he should have been a, on that final ballot. I think he should have been an outright play. Where are you going to put him? You got Nolan Arenado, uh, other third baseman, Jake Lamb, who's like leading the league in RBI. He's been destroying Um, it. (laughs) um, Even the second baseman, like even if you wanted to put him in second base, which I don't think you could just based off eligibility, but I mean, he's still like leading the National League and, you know, a batting batting champion contender again. Josh Harrison's having himself a good year. Um it's it's a it's a tough crowded position in the National League. So yeah. it's 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 hard. I mean I do see Seeger here as the as the backup option. He's on yeah, he's there. And I do see Cody just... Bellinger too. That's that's great. I'm glad to see that. Um yeah, I love how we picked him up for like was it ten bucks in our points league and he's an absolute yeah, monster. Ten or, ten or eleven. It might have been eleven because I was like, just go one more, let's let's do it. <laughs> if we got him by one buck. Yeah, I do so, remember that. But good. yeah, Posey absolutely Harper, duh, Blackman, duh, Osuna, yeah. Um I mean the only thing I would say is maybe like a Stanton over Osuna, but I think, you know, the the overall body of work for Osuna is is slightly better. Stanton has more home runs, but that might be about it. But I, I think these are great choices, honestly, and I, I can't really knock any of them. It's 
Like they actually got it right. I feel like they had to have changed something in the voting this year to to make it not fan only or something because this is I, yeah, too I don't good. Yeah, I think it is fan only. I, I think it's a big part of it still, but I I think they did tweak it at some point after the whole. Uh, we're going to start the entire Kansas City Royals team as our offensive. Yes, uh, you know whatever all stars. That was ridiculous that year. Um. I mean, and a lot of the guys were deserving. The majority of them were deserving of being in the game, but not necessarily starting. Um, but yeah, I, I think after that they tweaked it. I, I just don't. I don't know for sure. I don't remember, unless it was just I'm just thinking of them talking about doing it, and then whatever. It may or may not have happened. I don't know. Um. Something interesting that it didn't catch my eye the first time through, but I just realized there isn't a single Cubs starter. Yep. There's only one Cub on the roster. Yeah, because you have to, and they picked Wade Davis. Because you have to have a, a representative from each team. Well, that's what I mean. Like that's wow. your representative is Wade Davis. I mean, don't get me wrong, Wade Davis has had a good season, but uh, I mean, between Rizzo and Who? Rizzo and Bryant, and having Bryant, seasons for for them. For well, yeah. I mean, that's it's just the names behind it, though. It's like you would think that after last year winning the World Series, the Cubs would have been the team that would have been like. Damn it all! We're we're voting everybody in, but you know. Yeah, and not. same can be said for Baltimore, man. Jonathan Scope, like, I yeah, I absolutely think he's the one that should have gotten through, and not Manny, and not Jones, and nobody else from that team. Scope's been having our best season. Been the been our best he, player. Yeah, I mean, it, the only the only other person I would say that. Would, that would be worth it would be freaking Beach. If if he well yeah Mancini that I don't know if he's got enough games under his belt. Like that that's Beast problem too frequently, so he hasn't played. But when he has he's been True. freaking awesome. So you know, but yeah. catcher I, I mean you he can't stop uh, Perez. Uh I mean and, and Gary Sanchez is the other one. And, and I mean, Sanchez, yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah. No, I mean, you know, I, I was going to try and have like a like a debate back and forth with uh yeah, with hey, this guy should have been voted in as as the as the starter. You know, honestly, now that now now that I'm looking at it, dude, first base, Ryan Zimmerman, Oldie, why why is Goldschmidt not the starter? Uh, I mean, Goldschmidt's probably the MVP of the year. I, I don't understand. He's not the starter. Yeah. I mean, Zimmerman's never had a start before. I'm sure Goldie has, but he he's deserving of it. He's been killing it. Yeah. I either way, this is this is. To me, this is one of the better votes in a, in a, in a long time. Um, 
So uh, kudos to the fans this year for getting this. And there's really not much debate to have. Like I, I would have said like, oh, this guy needs to be in for first base for, you know, or second base here is my fantasy my fantasy baseball and you know all star guy. But I mean, it's it's kind of right, honestly. Yeah. You know, you can nickel and dime and get nitpicky with a couple of places, but I think overall it's pretty good. So. No, I mean, I, I like the teams overall. I, I think the the fifth vote guys are all, you know, very deserving as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yep, and we got Aaron Judge in the All-Star game, so we'll, we're going to see some absolute moon balls. So that's going to be fun to watch. But um, all right. So we will finish the show up here. Something we haven't done in a while because we've run out of time most shows. Get some Twitter questions. We got a fresh one from Daniel Hodges um, at Hodge three four three four. Are Hill and Ray close in value? Who's better? Um. So he, Rich Hill. He must, be mean, he must be Rich Hill and Robbie Ray. Um, that's who I'm guessing he is talking about. I I would take Ray over Hill in a heartbeat. Yeah, I gotta think so too. Um, I don't. I like Rich Hill, but you know clearly the the injuries for him uh, really hurt, but. Like, you know, Robbie Ray is starting to come back down to earth after a fantastic start, but yeah. he's still he's still good. Um, I'm going to take him over, over Rich Hill, and it's honestly, yeah, it's not very close. So, and, um, I mean, the other problem with it is that, I mean, all of uh, if if you're a Dodger pitcher not named Kershaw, at any moment you could get put on the DL-10 for, you know, whatever they decide to deem as an injury. Uh, yes. I mean, they've been the most frustrating. They've been the New England Patriots running backs of fantasy baseball this year. I mean, that's that's how bizarre it's been with, with what the hell they're doing over there. And, and I'm sure some of it is legitimate injuries, so I'm not knocking it there, but like there Centimeda, been, you know, Ryu, how... how yeah. How are guys like that supposed to even get any kind of a rhythm going when they're on the DL10 once a month? I mean, it's absurd. Yeah, it's it's weird, um, but yeah. So that's our answer, Daniel. I will respond to you on Twitter as well. But if you're listening, that's your answer. Um, so yeah, that's all I've got. Um, in a couple of weeks, we will be starting our fantasy football preview shows uh, to get everybody ready. We're going to be planning for that this weekend. So uh, to be determined if we have a show next week, I'm not going to decide on air, but we will be back in two weeks for sure and back for good after that to get football fully rolling for everybody. So that is all I've got. Again, happy 4th to everybody, and we will see you all next time.
All right.